That's Tokyo's top moments. A heartbreak for Aussie Brandon Stark in the men's high jump. You know what? It was the greatest men's high jump competition in the history of the Olympics. He cleared 2.35 metres, which is a height that would have won a medal at every Olympic Games ever. Uh, but unfortunately, it was only good for fifth this time around. The top six athletes uh, either broke their national record or jumped a season best. Absolutely. Uh, by the way, the brother of Mitch Stark and the cricketers were in Dakar, I think it was, watching uh, Mitch's brother compete in the high jump. Uh, fantastic performance. If you say heartbreak, but really, uh, when you look at the bar, dare I say it, how high it was set in that particular event, uh, he'll take 50 every day of the week. It was massive. It was a brilliant competition. Did you see how the gold medal was decided? We want to touch on that because I, I'm still not convinced that's the way it should be decided <laughs> with, of course, uh, uh, the Italian and the Qatar athlete both clearing 237, locked on that, and then they got together. There was an official uh, by their side and they decided amongst themselves to, to share the gold. I, I'm not sure that that works for me. You, sir? It was really bizarre. I've never seen it in any serious sporting competition. It was over and done within, what, eight seconds? Like, the referee said, you both can have the gold medal. And they looked at each other. What, both? You Why know, whatever. You? Both, both. And then they nodded at each other and said, yes, we'll both take it. And they just both jumped for joy. And it was really bizarre. Beautiful way. It was beautiful. I'm but, my gosh, I'm not competitive. that's an option. No one knew it was an option. It was, like, it was because they all jumped the same pattern all the way through because you know how you have to, you only have a certain amount of attempts in, in these jumping events and they, they, their patterns were exactly the same. Surely yeah. there's a, a jump off, uh, you know, anything. That uh, was the choice. The ref said, do you want to keep going or do you want to... But why should they have the choice? Surely, yeah, a know. bit like in, in, in basketball, or extra soccer, time... Extra time, penalties. Or, you know, instead of a penalty shootout, we're just going to give both teams the gold. Having, having said that, you're right. So quite extraordinary scenes with both athletes. Uh, hysterical with joy. And, and, and look, it's a different games and that was a different moment, no question about that. <laughs> and then let's talk about the 100 metres. The, the Blue Ribbon event the of Italians, the Italians, the first time ever. Didn't see him coming, that's Marcel for sure. Marcel Jacobs, uh, of course... I don't think it's been three Olympics since uh, anyone but Usain Bolt has been at the, yeah. the front of the queue there, but the world's fastest man, uh, 9.8 seconds. Uh, no Italy, no slouch. Italy's going okay. They've got the Euro the title back at home. They've got the, the high jump gold and now the, the fastest man on the planet. You know what I really loved about that too, and this is going back to your conversation about um, athletes coming home to have children as well he's a father of three now all these um, 100 metre runners especially the men we've seen them and they're flamboyant and you know you don't sort of get the impression that they're family normal people <laughs> and he's just won this beautiful huge um, Italian runner who could actually you know be full forward for West Coast Eagles this weekend uh, they might need three of them at the moment <laughs> but he is just a beast of a runner and then they announced that he um, has three children one of which has only just recently been born back at home and I just thought yep he's a real person i loved it and just let's see what he does in the long jump because that's his that's his stock event mm -hmm. uh, so it was just fascinating to see uh good result for the 100 and just remember rowan browning uh didn't make the final in the end but 1001 i think he ran yeah, he, he, he caught the attention of australians in a heartbeat and uh, it's a great glimpse of perhaps what might 
be coming for him in Paris in a few years. So, what under Browning and his mullet? Yeah, acquitted himself very well, I thought. Uh, and uh, Gianmarco Tamberi, the high jump uh, winner that we just talked about, you know, he suffered an ankle injury just weeks before Rio. He was told he might never be able to compete again. So, for him to come out, uh, get his cast from his broken ankle and use it as fuel for his high jump win, I thought was pretty special. It was, and uh, you saw him after the uh, the victory and just, <laughs> just displaying that around the, uh, the stadium. Absolutely, almost. Now, uh, this is going to sound weird, but I'm going to ask you this question now, Sal. Did you see the Tom Daly vision of uh, the the diver, the superstar diver from uh, Great Britain? He was in the stands with the women's uh, springboard final in play, and he was doing some knitting, which is he's very, very gifted at that part of uh, his, his hobby, but he loves knitting. And so here he is. Mind you, no GB athletes were competing in the women's springboard final. So... Uh, we've seen all sorts of sights, and there it is, Tom Daly, up in the stands, knitting. Well, talking about the younger generation following the games, he's the one. He's the one. So the younger generation are following him because he's so authentic. He's telling his own story, his own journey, and all the younger um, you know, spectators around the world are following him because he is who he is, and the, our young generation really like that. I think he was needing a cosy for his medal. Yeah, a cosy for his medal and a jumper for his dog as well, I think. But it's an interesting point, Sally, because one thing that we've seen this Olympics is the real rise of social media by the athletes, whether it's Instagram or TikTok or Twitter or whatever it might be. How much different do you think that is to your day? How, how different would it have been if you'd had social media back in Seoul and Barcelona? We would have been in a lot of trouble is all I can say. You learn pretty quickly though, Sal, but you're right. It's like, it's a, I sometimes Sometimes think, is it a blessing or a curse that we grew up in an era where phones were just coming into vogue and everything in your life wasn't documented? Uh, now they do it most of the time for good, but there's that uh, fine line that athletes and everyone crosses at times. At times, at times. <laughs> many times, I dare say. But um, you know, and this is the things about our lovely BMX um, medal. He has just got the most magnificent following. Peter Bowl, you talked about before. He's been um, documenting his journey all the way through, and of course, he's got a fantastic story to tell. So it is another way for everybody to get involved and really get down and dirty with these people and understand that they are people.